I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Welcome to the cast next door, where we love your mother's cookies. If you don't know what we're up to, uh, we talk about the micro-thriller, The Boy Next Door, minute by exquisitely gorgeous minute. Uh, with me today are Jesse Cooper. Hello. And Jim Harper. Hi, guys. Hi, Jim. <laughs> and today we are talking about minute 61 of The Boy Next Door. So we've rounded yeah. the hour mark. <laughs> we're, we're in the home stretch. All right, so we'll, let's talk about... Talk about this minute. We begin in the, uh, we're back at home. Everyone's safe and sound. Is it okay to bookend? I know everybody just listened to minute 60. But <laughs> we, these guys are all chilling on the couch, coming off the high of having careened down a mountain and almost dying. And now we're, I think, eating pizza on the couch. Yeah, it just looks like they're bro. Like, they were totally just broing out, like, you know, just drinking beers. Or, I mean, I guess Garrett's drinking a beer. but And just eating pizza, watching TV, which... I think is uh, very chill. They're just the chillest. No people. injuries. Yeah, nothing. Even no, though, it's fine. Eh. They're just hanging out with the boy next door. It's all good. One thing that I just really don't understand is why Claire has literally told almost no one except for I think Vicky. Maybe no. Well, that's no. That's 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 coming up. So we have, we can't. Yeah, no one knows. Like the police should have been called, or like maybe his uncle or. Garrett. His uncle who's missing and <laughs> Noah who should be in jail. Noah should be in jail. Like there's no reason why he should even be around at all. You know, she's still thinking about protecting her her career and her family at this point. Jesse, you said this is like this is the minute where and I would say he's already crossed several lines by this point. But <laughs> you said like he sort of wanders way into psychopath territory. It's just I think uh at this point, he's just truly um, embracing it. Oh, I'm going to do this, and this is a thing. Uh, so watch out, Claire. Well, he's—I mean—he's groping her in the kitchen. So he—he he comes to the kitchen ostensibly to get Kevin a presumably vanilla Coke, and uh, he's using his time in the kitchen to to just grope J Lo. Flat. There's no like he's not coming on to her. He's just grabbing her boobs. Well, and it's funny because the framing is almost almost like a skilled shot set up where they've got the dad and son in the background, but they're out of focus the whole time. They don't even, you know, give you a good enough shot where you can see both the foreground and background. So the dad and son are totally out of focus the whole time. And then, yeah, J-Lo and Noah are in the kitchen, like just around the corner so we can see them all, which is kind of interesting, but they're really isn't much done with it. It's just a static shot for like almost a minute. Oh, there's there's one standing. there's one spot where uh, he's like, do, do you want me to tell Kevin? And yeah, like oh. shouts out Kevin's name. And Kevin's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, do you want a Coke or something? Or, you know, yeah. then he asks if he wants a soda. I legitimately think that was like a good like line read from him, though, because it was like kind of like, you know, kind of low. It'd be like, and then he just kind of leads into that. And so, I, I, you know, no, maybe. I, I, I could totally believe that one day Noah, what is it? What is this? What's Ryan, Ryan Guzman. 
Ryan Guzman one day will be the actor people go, do you know how Ryan Guzman got his start? Yeah, he was in this he was in this low budget thriller with J Lo. He is in uh Heroes Reborn right now playing Oh, the, oh okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Um and I watched I think like five episodes of that. Um he's not bad in it, but the thing is with with that show, he's not up against like other really great actors, so it's not a it's not a great uh, litmus, te- litmus test anyway. Well, he's, he's a dancer, I think, right? His background is like dancing or martial arts or something weird. So, like, I, don't... I mean, he definitely oh. has a body for it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's we we have there's been much talk about the arms of the boy next door, rightly so. In um, his weirdly cavernous uh, middle abdomen, like. <laughs> Which doesn't come up in our in our scenes, but he has a very strange little gap. That you looks could, like he could do stuff. Could actually kind of see it when he's wearing, uh, at one point when he's wearing like a really tight t-shirt, and he sort of looks like he has a very like, like stacked like like huge pecs and this like weirdly sunken stomach. <laughs> he's just like re- like he's like he's really sucking it in. Yeah, that is a little weird. I I, I never really understood how. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a uh, slightly overweight. But <laughs> I was just I'm I am you if, at home or in the bu- on the bus or you you can't see this, but I'm a, I'm kind of a fatty and I would kill to have Noah's body. I would kill him and live in his body. Uh, yeah, see, we're falling into the trap that Claire fell into. You know, <laughs> where she's like the middle aged mom and this young hot guy, and you're like. Nothing he does makes sense, but I can't stop staring at his abdomen, so I'm kind of forgetting about all the crazy stuff. <laughs> he can prop open her garage door anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's I just I'm just uh, love how he is always introduced by like his arms or, or just like. Just him flex, like he's always showing off, like almost, like whenever he enters into a scene. Oh, he's he he prowls, he prowls around. He actually is it. I don't know if this has come up yet, but this reminds me of um, when Sean Connery was auditioning to be James Bond. The story goes that uh, Ian Fleming was there, and when he left, Ian Fleming watched him leave and said afterwards that um, he had to be it had to be Connery. He said he moved like a cat or like a panther or something. And then it was just perfect bond. And uh, maybe I'm like, I'm making um, The Boy Next Door sound way more cinematically significant (laughs) than it is. But kind of, I mean, he really does have a very very noted physical presence. Yeah. He he, slinks into scenes. He seems very big. And like, he's not a huge dude. I mean, he's muscly and everything, but he's not a huge dude. But like he seems really large on screen, I guess in personality. And it's not like John Cena. Yeah. No. <laughs> no he's, yeah. He's not the human Shrek that John Cena is. And yet, uh, I was I was gonna make a, a rock joke and say, and yet I can smell what he's cooking. But the yeah. I'd like love this... to see a, ro- a movie with the Rock as the boy next door. <laughs> Before we get to like the next part of this uh, minute, um, one thing I would like to note, which I don't think anyone has or will ever note is uh the scene well that this part of the scene where it is kind of the uh background with garrett and kevin and them kind of on the opposite wall that physical defied mm-hmm. everything reminds me of uh of shots that are used a lot in uh japanese movies where like because they have like the paper walls and stuff in a lot of the traditional homes yeah, yeah. and they often use that shot where like there's a physical barrier 
I don't know. That's that's what it reminded me of. It's almost artistic, you know, like the way they set it up, like it could be a really cool shot. And I can't think right now I'm blanking on the term for it, where you maintain the focus kind of halfway in between so you can see, you know, what the people in the background are actually doing. But it, I think it kind of, you know, any hopes of it being better than it deserves to be. It's just because it, like, it does kind of just remain static in a way where you see people in the background where they're out of focus. And I, I can't imagine there's much more thought put into it. It feels like there is a minimal amount of thought put into the shot compositions and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the shots anyway. Um, like the, he tries. Uh, this director is not known primarily for uh, doing romantic thrillers. Yeah, I, I don't mind watching dumb stuff. The idea that I had to like pay attention enough to um, take notes and remember the context of what was happening made me focus a lot more than I normally do. I would love to see Quentin Tarantino's take on the boy next door. I think like, that's. I think uh, Ryan Guzman is in that one, though. That's the thing. I think he's like. That, that's the movie he thinks he's in. I think that's the movie he's thinking. Like, is uh, J Lo or uh, Claire? J-Lo. J-Lo. Yeah. J-Lo is clearly in like a morality play or something uh, or melodramatic. Uh... No, I get that. I like Vicky is in a slasher movie. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, it'd be great. If, <laughs> be great if we actually, you know, <laughs> saw like what happened. What if, you could, if you could if you could uh, uh, list each character like by the movie they seem to be coming from and tie that to their fate. You know, oh, like, man. Like. J-Lo's in the morality play, and so, like, her job is to – her character has to come through this and and be better, and uh, and that's kind of, you know, what happens with her. And and he's in, like, a like a Tarantino-esque, you know, uh, Kurosawa-y movie, you know, <laughs> hence his, his end has to be appropriately – you know, has to fit that. Which I think it does. As far as Garrett is concerned – He's in, like, a very special episode of The Boy Next Door, the one where they almost broke up, and, you know, they're going to get back together, and that's, you know, how yeah, things go this is just a him. Sunday night ABC movie, if, yeah, that is, if that's even a thing. You know, I, I would even put Kevin in that, like, kind of in that uh, vein, too. Well, Kevin is, like, the typical teenager from any TV show or movie that has to basically stomp around to provide some sort of motivation for the story, because before Noah shows up, they don't have any indication there's anything wrong with Kevin, like that he's maladjusted or having any difficulty with his divorced parents. It isn't until this kid shows up next door that's like, hey, your life's all screwed up. And then he's like, mom, you don't get me. Dad, you don't get me. I'm angry about everything all of a sudden. And then he gets in a car crash and he's like, hey, dad, let's eat some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he he can take anything and just sort of roll with it. But Noah can just convince him. Yeah, you're right. My life is all screwed up. Dad, I'm mad at you. He's a uh, chameleon boyfriend, except to the world. <laughs> well, he's yeah, got to be crazy I... for boy next door, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that would be great. Yeah, the Speaking return of, which, of Kevin. I would. I was thinking about this, where I think it'd be very funny if, or uh, interesting if this was basically single white female, but for Garrett and Noah. So Noah was basically <laughs> going to take over Garrett's life, and that would make sense why he was trying to get close to uh, close to Kevin because it's like, well, he has a son, so I need a son. I'm just going to take yours. <laughs> he's trying to insert. He's trying to insert himself in his life. He's not obsessed with Claire. He's just with being Garrett. He's gonna start showing up. He'll go from his his uh, his sweaters 
to start wearing dress shirts and khakis and driving a Mustang. Or yeah. he just seduces everybody in turn. Yeah, he's just he's just going to uh, seduce Claire, marry her. And then cheat on her, and then just go through the whole cycle. It's just a just a big. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. The next step after this is he gets a job uh, in in uh, in the tech industry, and then has a piece on the side in San Francisco and yeah. writes her emails. Yeah, I see, I see. It's yeah, it's, it's an ongoing cycle. Yeah. Have we rung everything out uh, other than the dramatic? Uh, walking up the stairs. Like, <laughs> the, the, the next, the next scene is the um, uh, Noah has this lovely chandelier in front of, or Noah's uncle, who still is alive, Maybe. as far as we know. We don't right? know for sure. He's just not around. We don't, we don't find out in our span here. He's want, just not at home ever. I want with the, I want the whole time to find out at the end that he's been sitting in the living room watching <laughs> through like a bay window. <laughs> well, I, this whole would... thing was just to keep his uncle entertained. It would surprise me because <laughs> the windows on both of their houses are the most open windows I've ever seen. <laughs> like you could perfectly see into each other's each other's house if you're standing in either one. Well, see, I grew up in a house like that. Like our dining room, like looked into our neighbor's kitchen, and then in our kitchen you could see the other neighbor's dining room. So, like, except for the bedrooms, which if you had the window shades open, you could see into the next house. So, like, I. Could totally get that part if you were, you know, weird and never closed your blinds or anything. But... Which apparently they don't. Yeah. I I, I, I guess with I the old man, up... she just got lazy about it. <laughs> she, 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 she gives him a thrill, you know. I I, I actually I grew up actually in a in similar pair one of a similar pair of houses where you could see from one to the other, but both of those houses had originally been built together by one man for his two daughters because like, he had two spinster daughters and he. And he had these two houses built for them. So they were like a matched set of houses. It is weird to imagine, like, strangers. I mean, we were strangers with our neighbors. I, we, I was not, like, part of that family. But, and but they it had built-in spy glasses. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a can that hung in the, in the kitchen. And there was a string that went across to the other kitchen, other house. You could put the, put the Campbell's soup can to your ear and, and speak. And it was like a little telephone. No, no. It was, it, they were like old houses that I, I guess, you know, his, this guy had daughters who were well into their 30s without getting married. So, you know. Oh, well, obviously they're garbage and need to be thrown away at that point. But it's weird to imagine, like, we had an excuse for how we could look into our neighbor's our neighbor's house and vice versa. It's weird to imagine. It's just, you know, it's a nice suburban neighborhood where, uh, you know, they go to like a multi-billion dollar school, I guess, where uh, people learn how to box and and teach Homer. And at the same time, the, the house they live in is just made of windows on one side that looks right into someone else's house. It's like, you know. 15 feet away. That's weird. Yeah. They didn't have houses like that. They couldn't have these great movies where you could peek into your neighbor's windows. I mean, there's the real answer. It would rob us of the boy next door. Yeah. Otherwise the boy next door would have to be standing in the backyard, like (laughs) crawling around. (laughs) He would be much more obviously creepy much sooner. It actually, it weirds me out like that. It only is just now. I just, I think you're right. It's only just now that Claire kind of realizes there's no way to like pacify him. There's no, this is going to be okay. He's going to like, he's really going to try and ruin her life. And it's so weird to me that she only just now figured that out. Like, like she, like the, the breaking point was not the, uh, the graffiti in the bathroom was like, I fucked Claire. It's not until 
now in the kitchen that she and that, that she makes her go to her friend. This is like instant instance like five or six where she should have just called the cops. Yeah, and Jim, you were saying before, like he should be in jail by now. He broke that kid's he head. Be t- <laughs> no, no, not only that, he he not only broke that kid's head, he assaulted the he assaulted his vice principal. And then they got left alone in the office with her, like right yeah. after. And it, that's it was how just, schools work. Yeah. Well, he silenced her with his cunning um, description of her as a like dried up old hag. Yeah, this is basically a horror movie in most of the setup. I mean, it's not really presented as one, but like all of the motivations are just like, why are you going into that house? What are you doing? It's it's all like Halloween six. Well, and and this and this is one of them. It's where at the end so at the end of this minute, Claire enters the house. Um, Noah said, you know, I'll leave a light on for you. And Claire enters the house. The lights are all off except this one light in the little foyer. And so she just is like, all right, well, I guess I'll march upstairs. Do, 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 do. No problem. And it's the most obvious, like, horror music going on in the background, too, uh, when this happens. And it's like, like, immediately when the scene changes and she's walking up the stairs, this is super abrupt. I mean, it's... I mean, the whole sound, the whole soundtrack to this whole movie is just very on the nose in the first place. But this is where I definitely noticed it. Yeah, it's not subtle. Uh, That's okay. Uh, (laughs) Subtlety, not the boy next door's strong suit. I think I think we've exhausted this minute, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yes. It'll make up for minute sixty-two, though. All right. Are, are, are we calling that the end of minute 61? Uh, works yeah, for me. All right. Well, thank you. You've been listening to the cast next door. Uh, I am the improbably named Park Parkinson. And with me has been Jesse Cooper yep. and Jim Harper. Bye. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to A Talking Cast Presents The Cast Next Door. I've been your host, Park Parkinson. My guests were Jesse Cooper and Jim Harper. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at First ED Iliad, all one word. Download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Darren Husted. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producers, Park Parkinson. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, Hurricane, and Universal.